What's up, guys? I'm Chelsea Hernandez, music editor at Swagger R Us, and you're now tuned into my podcast, Time Out, where I have conversations with music-related subjects about their workings in music. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Chelsea Hernandez, music editor with Swagger R Us, and you are tuned into Time Out. Today's guest is Dolo Tonight. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's up? I'm good. Thank you. It's so cool to have you on. Um, you are what, like 23, 24? I'm 23. Awesome. Okay. So how long have you been like writing and recording music? Yeah. So I started making music, well, writing and recording, I would say a couple years, but making music in general, a really long time. Like, I think I got my first drum set when I was like four or five, because I would just bang on pots and pans and my parents were like, yo get this kid something um but yeah I like professionally started we're really working on music I would say like two three two three years ago at this point yeah oh wow so it's not been too long that you've been kind of professionally doing music yeah I mean I've put out stuff on SoundCloud when I was younger and like but like really in the system and and putting things out professionally and like making videos and you know curating content like that's that's been more recent but yeah I've been doing this for a minute <laughs> I can't yeah. yeah so what exactly um at what point did you realize okay this is what I want to do for like the rest of my life like I want to make music professionally yeah um I was in college doing music in college um and I had done a couple shows locally and I had a song that came out um, and it just started kind of moving. And I was like, yo, like I, I can't do school anymore. So I called my mom and I was like, Hey, like, would you be cool if I dropped out of school and just did music? And she's like, yeah, you should totally do that. Like that sounds sick. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So then I did that. And I I went back to uh, New Jersey and just like hit the streets and, started rapping off this whiteboard for this thing I made called you write I rap. And that was really like the very beginning of just like full on music time. Yeah. But yeah, I just dropped out of school because um, school sucks. And that was the second time. The first time I dropped out was I dropped out of food science school to go to school for music industry. I I wanted to be like a flavorist and make like soft drink flavors, but like chemistry is so hard, man. And I I was putting so much effort into music. So the originally I got on the phone with my mom and I was like, I I hate this. And she was like, just go to school for music. Like, it seems like you do that more than you do anything else. And I was like, word. And then, yeah, both my parents have been super supportive, like on on both sides of just like continuing my career and leaving school. That's awesome. I know a lot of parents would be very hesitant about their children dropping out of college, not once, but twice, you know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's cool that your parents are super supportive and they're, you know, they mm-hmm. were all for you pursuing your passion. Um, what did you, what drew you to rap? Is that what like you grew up listening to? How did that start? Yeah. I mean, I'm just a fan, like overall of that genre of music. I'm, I'm what I'm working on more recently, I would consider like indie pop alternative, even pop punk, like actually fun fact, I was in like a pop punk band when I was in like sixth grade called Shades of Grey. This is before the book came out. 
by the way. Yeah. But yeah, I was in this pop punk band. So I've, I've always, there's like, I'm, I'm pretty genre fluid. Like, I don't think that it's really just like, oh, I'm a rapper. Like that's, I'm, I'm I like to rap, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of different, different pieces to the puzzle when it comes to the music I make. But I got into rap early on, like just listening to songs. I was like, this is sick. Like just the, the simple fact that you can use like poetry and rhyme schemes and mess with metaphors and just like to tell your story is a really cool way of storytelling. And I think that's probably what drew me, what drew me in. I used to like go on that genius website and like edit mm-hmm. lyrics and stuff and just like look at it. And like one of my all time favorite moments was chance. I, so, okay. This is kind of a weird story. Mm-hmm. So there's this song by chance the rapper where he says like acid on the face, acid on the clock, acid on the job that's a work of art or something like that. Don't quote me. Um, and all these people on genius and I was like super young, all these people on genius were like, Oh, he's talking about Batman. He's talking about when like the Joker throws Batman in the, and I was like, no, he's talking about like the Salvador Dali painting, like with the acid on the clock in the desert. And then he verified it as correct. And I was like, yo, and that just like, I like went screaming to my mom. This like so early on. I was like, yo, Chancellor Rapper, just verify my comment on Genius. Like, this is like right when they came out with that feature. But, but yeah, like that, I just love rap and poetry and wordplay and, and stuff like that. I've always been super into it. Nice. So like what, in your house, like what did you grow up listening to? What did your parents play huh. for you? My parents play a lot of like Bob Dylan and like Grateful Dead. And, uh, like my dad plays Tupac though, (laughs) but it's kind of like, kind of as a joke, but not really like he's super into rap, but it's like, he's just, just like, (laughs) I don't know. It's funny when he plays rap. Cause it's like, not the, not the type of dude you would assume. Like he goes around like fixing faucets and stuff, like listening to Tupac, which is just like different. It's just funny. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, a bunch of different stuff, like the Allman brothers, really just like old records that my parents played. And then, like, um, the, like, that's what I call music, 20, like, 2007. Like, all those ones were fire for me. My mom used to put them, the CD player in the car and, like, drive me and my brother around, like, blasting, like, Bruno Mars or whatever was playing at the time, like, Paramore. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, on that same kind of, like, uh, I guess topic, did you have an emo phase since you, like, listened to... (laughs) all that rock. no I'm, okay so it's funny because like I would always copy my brother as a kid like everything he wore I would wear like I, and if he went to school to change his clothes like he would like change his clothes right before we went to school because I would match him in the morning I would like sprint back inside and put on whatever clothes he put on like I always looked up to him and oh, wow. then he like we both got into emo and he straightened his hair and I was just like nah bro like this is the one thing that I will not copy you on and then like that whole saga ended but yeah like I I definitely wore like skinny jeans I was like a I was a pop punk person for Halloween in like fifth grade or something like that I think like I don't know if there's a picture of me online somewhere where I have like eyeliner on and spiked out hair I used to spike my hair into one point and then, like, well, this is what I was so stupid to me. But like, all the girls in my school would, like, throw their hair ties on it. It was so embarrassing, yo. And then I went home with that hairdo. I would, like, do it, like, right when I got to school so my mom didn't know. And I came home with it on. She was like, what 
in the world is that? And I was like, oh, it's this new hairdo I'm trying out. She's like, do not do that. It looks so stupid. But yeah, I, I, I went through a ton of different phases. I don't know. But yeah, pop punk, emo was definitely like one of those phases at a certain point. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> everyone or maybe not everyone, but most people in our like age range have had that like emo phase or like yeah. rock phase. So I'm always curious because I definitely did. So I'm always curious if like other artists have had it. Um, yeah. So like, where did you, I know on your um, website, you kind of touched on this, but can you give us more um, information on like how you got your name? I know it's like the Kid Cuddy like solo dolo dolo tonight yeah it's it's some of that it's mostly like my friends just call me dolo like a a lot of the time I'll be at a party with them and then I'll just disappear and they'll be like where did he go and it's like that kind of just turned into people calling me dolo that's kind of just how how it's always been like I don't really I like partying but I more often like just like running off and meeting new people at the party and not hanging around with the people I'm with and just like doing my own thing and just being dolo. And yeah, that's, that's kind of how that happened. It's just like a name that stuck, I guess. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> like, so yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you wanted to go to school for, or that you went to school for food science. Like you wanted to come up with like soft drink flavors. Yeah. What drew you to that? that's so, um, like on it's the so weird specific yeah yeah okay so I was in computer class in like seventh grade and I remember we were looking up like odd we were looking up just like it was the prompt was like pick a job that's like just pick a job and I would just I just googled like 25 weirdest jobs possible mm-hmm. uh because I was trying to play around and like make a joke and then I found the job of a flavorist. And I was like, yo, that's actually kind of cool. And it like supposedly it pays really well. So like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really like science and math and I'm a big cooking person. Like I, I have my own cookbook out. <laughs> Shameless plug, Dolo's Tasty Tidbits. But um, yeah, I've just like been super into food and food science. And, and then, yeah, I found out about people being a flavorist. And then I met a kid whose dad invented like, uh, what was it like Welch's grape soda? And I was like, that's so sick. Like, what does he do for a living? He's like, oh, he's a flavorist. And I was like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to go to school and do that. Cause that sounds awesome. Like sometimes they'll send you out to like foreign countries to pick like the orange off the top of the tree in a random place and like recreate it in a lab. It's this whole cool thing. And it comes with all sorts of traveling and vacations and science. And it's just like dope. So I was like, sick, I'm going to do that. That's so cool. I never knew that that was like a career that people actually chose. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, There's a a big community of people who do it and they're like ruling it. You know, they, they, there's like seven of the dudes who are just like making all the stuff that we eat that tastes like so good. And they work for like Lay's and Nestle and Unilever and so on and so forth. And a lot of it actually like takes place in New Jersey, which is where I'm from. So it would have been really cool. But bro, I had to take like every year of math, every year of chemistry, every year of physics. I was like, yo, like this is horrible. I cannot do this. 
Yeah, I, I completely understand. I'm terrible at math. Like I hate it. I don't have basic math. I'm fine with, I can like do quick math in my head, but that more complex stuff. I'm like, yeah, no it's talking, like, yeah, I don't even know. I, I just remember sitting down in class and I was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. This is absolutely horrible. And I don't feel like it. And then, yeah, music has just been a passion of mine. So it, it like fully took over my life. And I, I've never like, cared so much about something to the point where I knew I had to do it so that's what music was for me and at that point I was like yeah I should just do this nice okay um so you released your EP back to earth this year um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like to me it's kind of like this um futuristic like anti- rap like experimental kind of thing um where did the concept come from for it oh man I don't really even know I kind of was just like sitting in my room well first I got like super into the SoundCloud producer scene as far as like the people who make that music Mm -hmm. who are just so talented in my opinion it's like that's like the next level of producing like a lot of people can like make a really cool pop beat but to me, it was so impressive that people could make these weird sounds that come together to form this greater picture. Um, so I, I kind of obsessed over that scene for a little bit and hit up like everyone I possibly could in it. And just like the outer space is kind of like the vibe of that scene. Um, so when when I came up with Back to Earth, it was kind of, I, I, I forget, there's like some, I think it's like Ed, an Eddie Murphy movie or something. It's called like Down to Earth. I don't know what it is, but I, I originally wanted to name it that and then I like googled it to make sure I could and it like turned out that I absolutely couldn't and then I was like you know what back to it's kind of better like down to earth sounds like a mellow pop EP so mm-hmm. I was like screw it I'm just gonna name it back to earth and then yeah just like space is cool I love NASA and science like I said previously so it all just kind of made sense okay so how did you come up with the songs on the EP um and like what was your I guess creative process for that Mm -hmm. a lot of it was me going through beats linking up with producers finding people locally who made it and then a lot of it took place with my engineer Michael Ashby in New York where we would sit down and I would freestyle some stuff and we'd pick apart the records and figure out what needed to go where I would write to it and then record it Um, But yeah, a lot of it just happened super organically. And honestly, because a lot of it was in the pandemic, a ton of it happened over like FaceTime and like DMs on Instagram and just like anything I could do to like talk to these people who made this music because normally I would just go meet them, but it wasn't time for that. So like the creative process had to change a little bit. But as far as recording and and writing, it's it's usually just like me in my room. Um, Yeah. But I'm working on a new project that I totally switched up the creative process for, which is, it's just going to be cool, but I can't say the name of it. <laughs> okay. Well, how did, how is it going to be different from this EP from back there? Yeah. So normally, um, like I said, it would just be me in my room recently for this project I'm working on one of my, so I moved out to LA from New Jersey, um, And I lived with, I do live with currently in this house, a bunch of producers. And one of them, my friend Sensu in particular, 
took him like five months to just because he knew I wanted something very specific that was kind of pop punky anti poppy hyper indie I don't know what to describe it but after like five months he was finally like oh I know what you want um let's go to Maryland because he has a studio out there with a bunch of really talented like bass players and guitar players and pianists and just so many talented people so once he figured out what I wanted he was able to assemble this group of people and just executive produce this project where we all just got in a room in Maryland and for like four days just did a whole EP and noodled around on instruments I'm like oh yo that's a cool idea like put that down and someone else is like oh let me add a baseline to that so instead of just me in my room writing to beats that got sent to me everything was being made live right there in the spot uh, with real musicians who were playing the instruments and it just felt so organic and like serendipitous to where the project kind of works out where it sounds like it's all in order but a lot of the songs like the last song we made first but somehow it ties into the second before the last song which we made like third so we would because we had this like palette painted in the studio we were just pulling from this palette and it turned out that everything kind of worked together into one project which was like the coolest part to me I was like how does this all like mesh together into one thing but it just happened and and that's uh that's what I'm excited about was just the organic connection that we all had in the studio and just physically getting in there and working on something was really cool right nice uh do you have a date for it like a release no I don't have a date I'm still finishing it up um working on mixing just making more edits um but it's coming (laughs) it's going to happen and I have an idea for a short film but I I won't Mm -hmm. talk about it yet but maybe soon we'll get on another call and I'll explain all about that to you as well but it's unplanned for it definitely nice I'm I'm looking forward to it I definitely want to hear more about it it sounds really cool um one last question because mm-hmm. I'm I'm really curious. I was going through your um playlist that you have on Spotify. I it's like Dolo's Tasty Tidbits or something like that. Yeah. And just about I a few times thought I was listening to like my own music because we're like very similar in music taste. Um is that kind of where you draw your inspiration from all of those like artists and songs that are in that playlist? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really draw usually draw my inspiration from other artists. I think it's just like life events or things that are going on. But all of those artists I respect and their music is sick. That's definitely where that playlist came from. But I I think as far as inspiration goes, like sometimes I will hear something and I'll be like, oh, that's so cool. Um, But yeah, uh, most of my inspiration is just like liquid inspiration and this on the spot if something cool happens in front of me or if I see something or if I like overhear some people having a conversation with like a thing that might make sense that could be a motif for something um or just sounds just there's so many weird places I pull it but it's usually surprisingly not from from other music it's just like whatever in front of me like I just went camping with my friends last night and I was like oh I totally got all these ideas now (laughs) like Oh, cool. Okay. So you, that's interesting. It's a bit different from, I well, no, I guess it's similar to other artists that I've talked to. Um, like they do draw from like life experiences and life events. Um, 
they also kind of take from different artists that like inspire them or that they're really into um Mm -hmm. but it's cool that you kind of like do your own thing like you are off in your own lane and you like you know come up with these unique ideas that are not similar to like you know other artists or anything like that so I think that's really cool um is there anything else that you would like to share uh um I think that's all for now I think that's all I think most as my grandpa says all will be revealed in time that's like his (laughs) class so I'm gonna stick with that for the end of this all right awesome (laughs) well to everyone else listening thanks for tuning in um, make sure you swall- follow Swagger RS for the latest in music, fashion, and creative culture. Thank you for listening to this episode of Time Out, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us at Swagger RS on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.